or welcome to episode 70 of Look at My Records. Great milestone. Great milestone. Happy to have you here, Connor Frost of Dizzy Bats, New Jersey-based band slash project of yours. Yes. Tell me, well, first, how are you doing? I'm doing well. today. Um, I am sipping on this Goose Summer Hours Lager, so I could not be any better. Yeah. And thank you for it. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm drinking a... Michelob Ultra. Yeah, you took the um, you took like the college kid beer. Yeah, and you gave me the adult the swanky. Beer. Yeah, yeah, appreciate that. You're an adult. I would have so. taken that one, but I'm fine with this. Good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I treat my guests well, so that's the bottom line. Yeah. But tell me about uh, Dizzy Bats. I've been listening to your stuff. You have releases that span back to 2012. That's like six, seven years ago. I know. It's a long time, time ago. And what did this originally start out as? Was it a band? Now it kind of seems like your solo project, kind of. Take me through the history a little bit of the project and how it started. Yeah, so it started in the summer of 2011. I had just um, graduated, I'm dating myself, um, I had just graduated college. Um, and I was in my parents' basement writing some songs and had some. I had a couple buddies come over. And uh, I don't know, I had these... I had like a few different ideas that I kind of just wanted to flesh out with friends. And so it was a summer after we graduated, didn't have a lot going on, um, sort of in transition, so to speak. Um, so we just kind of, we just kind of did it. Um, and from there, um, I moved to Connecticut for a year um, to teach. And while I was there, um, I started sort of officially the band um, in New York City. So I was like basically commuting from Connecticut on the weekends, um, you know, to do this band, Dizzy Bats. Um, and from there, uh, I ended up moving to New York um, and then moving to Jersey City. And through the years, I've had many different members, um, especially as we've increased the touring. Um, certain band members have fell off due to having jobs and responsibilities. Um, so it's... In that sense, I guess it kind of feels like a solo project sometimes, but I, I don't love calling it that because the writing is very collaborative um, and there's always a core group of writers. Um, yeah, I, that's, there's, I probably missed some stuff with that summary, but that's sort of the gist. So then you seem to be working with a lot of different collaborators then over the years. I was listening to your early stuff, more of a pop-punk, punk-pop sound, how has working with different people over the years uh, led to an evolution of your sound, would you say? Yeah, I, I think a lot a lot of it is um, working with people that I know on a personal level um, and kind of just growing up together kind of through our 20s, I guess. Um, and, you know, from a, from a personal standpoint, I think just as... You know, uh, I've gotten older, um, the songs have changed with me. Um, so I felt like, I feel like the, the progression has been uh, very organic um, and has sort of uh, run kind of parallel or with my, um, you know, the way my life has kind of turned out, I guess. Um, so I think uh, working with people that I know and trust has been awesome and seeing them develop in their own musicianship um as well as ours i think has been a really cool 
um, a really cool thing to see. How do you go about working with the people that you collaborate with? Do you come up with ideas yourself? Do you accept? Do you take input on other members' own organic ideas and then work on them, or are you the one really churning out the first? Yeah, I would. Of a song? I would say it's it's been a mixed bag a little bit. Um, mostly, it's been I bring the ideas and we work with each other on the arrangement itself. Um, right now we're writing this new record and it's the first time we've really had time to flesh out tunes um, and it's largely due to our new drummer um, and his availability and his uh, commitment to this project. Um, so being able to work with him on a weekly basis has been something that I haven't really had since college, you know, uh, I think working with New York City musicians, a lot of it is, you know, let's get in the rehearsals when, when we can and everyone has their own commitment, so it can be very challenging to do that. Um, so this process has been really cool um, because we've just had the time to really flesh out ideas um, and it's, uh, it's been a totally cool and new process. So I do want to focus on your more recent releases. You put out an EP last year in 20, 2017 called I Don't Live Here Anymore. But I was really drawn to your 2014 LP, Girls, as okay. well. I really liked the way it sound. <laughs> it the last LP you released. How do you think that record holds up today? <laughs> your, your newer stuff, like we said before we started recording, is a little darker. But right. that's a little more upbeat, kind of... Again, like pop punkish, and it it sounds great. But yeah. what do you think when you look back at uh, your last LP that you released, girls? That's a really good question, and I appreciate the kind words. Um, that LP, I I love that record. Um, you know, I, it was definitely a different time uh, in my life, um, having gone through the ends of certain relationships, both romantic and um, you know just various friendships. Um, and I, uh, you know, it it seems it all seems like kind of dark to me because I'm focusing uh, most of the time I'm focusing on uh, dark moments. I think the content, uh, you know, of that LP being centered around romantic relationships maybe makes it seem um, not as dark as like some of the newer stuff. Um, but I approach it from the same sort of headspace, I suppose. Um, so to answer your question, I, you know, I, I think those songs hold up. We still play a lot of those songs. Um, it is, you know, kind of strange because I feel so um, disconnected from parts of, you know, what was going on at that time and, and the songs that express those feelings or whatever. Um, you know, and the newer stuff, um, you know, I'm not necessarily trying to focus on something totally different, but I think uh, the darkness has come with, you know, just the current state of the world and, and things that really matter to me have, have changed as well. So, um, like I said before, the songs have sort of grown up with me, I guess. And tell me, since you're about to go on tour, and we'll, we'll get to that a little later, okay. but what does a live set consist of since you do have a pretty extensive back catalog? <laughs> so you, you, like I said, you, you formed in 2011. You do have releases from 2012. It's not that common for a band or a project to have 
really existed on the local level so do you right. do you find yourself throwing in older songs to your live set it's, or it's funny it's funny you ask that because uh this has been the most challenging this has been the most challenging task i've had uh you know picking this set list for this tour um just because we now with the new with the new unreleased stuff which we you know, try to play at least a couple of the unreleased stuff as well. With that, we have over 30 songs wow. now. Yeah. Which, you know, and from those 30, anywhere between 15 to, I don't know, 22 are fair game. And then from those 15 to 22, we have to narrow it down to like eight. Yeah. Um, so it was it was really challenging, and I was you know I was bringing in like I had like a panel of friends who were you know being so <laughs> being so gracious and giving giving me feedback or whatever. Um, but it's it's both it's a good problem to have you know I'll say that. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess we do try to mix it up with like some old some new. Uh, we always try to play the newest stuff, even if it's unreleased. Um, generally, we we try to. Um, we try to keep it as new and as current as possible, but we definitely throw. Usually, every set has at least one or two of you know our, our older our older tunes. Cool. And tell me about the most recent release, tw- the 2017 EP that we had just mentioned. I don't live here anymore. Like I said, it seemed a, a little bit darker to me. Yeah, what, it's three songs. Tell me a little yeah. bit about those songs because we're gonna play them for oh, everyone. Oh, great. Um, yeah, so I, I wrote a lot of that um, after the 2016 election, um, and I was going through. I, th- I mean, a lot of people were going through a lot during that time, and I think for me the most uh, challenging and kind of uh, mind blowing and, and weird thing that was happening was I was finding myself uh, reevaluating certain relationships that I had with. Um, with some, with some of my, with some of my friends, um, and not necessarily friends who had really like, um, you know, I don't necessarily have huge Trump supporter friends, but you know, friends of mine who, um, I don't know, maybe didn't feel, uh, certain things that I was feeling and that was surprising to me. Um, so kind of going through this, uh, process of reevaluating certain relationships, um, you know, uh, for the first time, like my, I started to really feel my non-whiteness. Um, so that was something I was uh, exploring as well um, and processing. Um, so I think uh, from that came a lot of anxiety and, and some darkness, which I was able to channel into this record, which was cool. So it's interesting because it's political, but it's actually not really political yeah. at all. <laughs> no, it's not really political. Um, I think my dad was the only one who like uh, who really picked up that maybe like this the second song on the record uh, is about our president um, and it's it's not really it's more about the anxiety you know just surrounding the entire you know around everything um, but no I, I wouldn't call I definitely wouldn't call us a political band I would not call the EP political it's more just a, a personal reflection after everything went down. So a lot about identity. Certainly. Yeah, a yeah. lot about identity. Um, I would say maybe completely about um, identity. Um, yeah, that's great. And tell us a little bit about the new stuff you're working on that is going to be released next year, probably. Yeah, we're hoping. Um, it's it's been a really cool process. Like I said, uh, we've been working with our new drummer. Um, Zach Sandell, he's played in bands um, for 
like forever now. Um, he's based in North Jersey. Um, he played in a band called Everything Ever. I don't know if you're familiar with cool. them. Um, a few years ago. Um, so working with him has been really cool, and he's definitely like a, a punk drummer. And um, it's been super collaborative, um, m mostly me and him as well as uh, our, our bassist, um, Dave. And just to have the time to really flesh out ideas has uh, just led to a lot of cool ideas. Um, and, you know, I'm very grateful for Zach and, and Dave for kind of hopping on. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be very collaborative. Um, I would say probably dark content maybe even darker than the last ep um and uh yeah it's we're we're very excited and you're about to head out on tour in january how long are you going to be on the road what cities are you going to be hitting up <laughs> starts on january 7th you're january telling me? 7th yeah um so we're doing like a southern run and i believe it's like 11 days um and we're uh, usually i know I know my stuff, but I didn't actually book this tour, so it's like I feel a little disconnected. But I know we're we're going through like Chapel Hill, North Carolina, um, then making our way down to Tallahassee, then we're hitting like uh, Denton, Austin, Houston, uh, all in Texas. Um, oh, and also New Orleans on the way down to Texas. First date, um, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Oh, there you go. <laughs> local five oh six. There you go. Then you're swinging down to Tallahassee, New Orleans, Austin, Denton. A couple, two dates in Denton. That's cool. Denton County Brewing Company. That sounds yeah, like a Denton lot of fun. Yeah, Denton County Brewery Co Brewing and Company. And then yeah. Memphis, Nashville, back to the Meat Locker on the 17th. Oh, yes. We're closing at the Meat Locker. We haven't played there in three years, actually. So it'll be a nice return. It's awesome. And you got some <laughs> dates in Houston and Blacksburg, Virginia as Correct. well. Correct. So that's yeah. that's awesome. That's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I probably should have learned that a little better before that's I came all here. all good. But here we are. That's, I got the info right here, man. <laughs> got the info in my notes. It's all good. That's what I'm here for. Appreciate it. And so let's play some of your songs Definitely want to play for everyone the two of the songs from your latest EP. I was thinking we could play Scared and I Don't Live Here Anymore, and then a little later we'll play the first track yeah, on the that's EP. Great. That's great. So let's do this. We're going to play two Dizzy Bat songs, Scared and I Don't Live Here Anymore, and when we come back, we'll be talking records and probably more about this Really cool tour that Dizzy Bats has coming up in January. So sit back and enjoy some tunes.
is this little noise? She's here and head back to where you live. Ears bleeding. She's not from here. Not from around here. She's gone. We're back here with Connor hello, of hello. Dizzy Bats. We heard two Dizzy Bats songs in that set. We heard Scared and I Don't Live Here Anymore from your 2017 EP, I Don't Live Here Anymore. Hey, thanks for sharing those songs, Thank man. you. They were great. And now we're transitioning to the second portion of the program where you pick some records from my record collection. And we're going to play them. First up, Beatles Abbey Road. Classic yeah. record. Yeah. Classic. Um, and um, for me, this was like the first record I ever like even saw. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, my, my dad loves this record, um, and he has it. And I think it was like his introduction to rock music. Interesting. Um, you know, for me and my brother. So I've, you know, there's obviously some... Nostalgia and sentimental value when it comes to this record. Um, but also, I think it's just, uh, you know, anyone who doesn't think this is a good record is not someone I necessarily want to know. <laughs> um, but, uh, Me neither. Probably my favorite song 
on this. Um, I'm gonna play. I mean, I'm gonna play something, just because um, the song something, um, just because that's one of the songs that kind of uh, stuck with me over the years. Um, the best song on this record is probably. Oh, I don't know. I mean, Maxwell Silver Silver Hammer is a jam. It's a jam. Yeah, I don't know. I have to think about that one, but um, something is this, you know, the song that kind of uh, reminds me of my family, I guess. Great choice. Yeah. Great story. Thank you very much. And after that, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. One of my favorite records ever. Yeah. Um, incredible sounding album. Yeah, I think, like, I don't, you know, to be honest, I don't listen to the Beach Boys probably as much as I should um, and I, I definitely went through a phase when I was a kid but I wouldn't even say they were one of my favorite bands but I just you know I, I feel like they were such an influence um, you know not only on me as a songwriter but just on the whole uh, pop punk era um, just the idea of like very simple um, you know simple chords uh, and catchy melodies um, and I don't think anyone does that better than the Beach Boys. Um, yeah, especially the melody. <laughs> it's, especially the catchy melodies part, I'd say. Right, the, right. The hugest influence, right. for sure. Um, and also, one thing that I've always thought was like amazing um, is how they can write about how, how the content could be so like happy. Um, you know, writing a happy song is, is like something that's so... Uh, foreign to me, I guess, uh, and something I feel like I have trouble doing. Um, so just the idea of like being able to write about, um, you know, what they write about, I think is is kind of kind of cool. Yeah, and wouldn't it be nice is the song you selected? Yeah, yeah. It's, I just think that's it's just such a catchy. It's a beautiful song. <laughs> it's just a beautiful song. It's actually my alarm when I wake up oh. in the morning. <laughs> it's a nice song to wake up to. <laughs> but do you worry that you're gonna have a bad association with it? The more like that's my concern yeah. with picking a song that I like, you know, to wake me up. Yeah, I gotta um, rethink this. But yeah, you might have gotta to rethink this. Shake it up. I'm gonna. Gonna rethink it. <laughs> and then, Speedy Ortiz. Yeah, um, I guess this was sort of the uh, Major Orcana or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, Major Orcana. I think yeah. this is the, the hip and modern choice out of the three. Um, I just really like this band, um, and I really like this record. Um, and uh, we actually played on a festival with them um, at, in State College at Penn State uh, back in the spring. Oh, that's so, so uh, cool! That's yeah, amazing. it was it was awesome, and so getting to see them live was like a really cool thing. And um, uh, just this this record is is awesome. Um, a lot of like uh, minor chord progressions and kind of dark chromaticism, um, but also super catchy. Yeah. Um, so I think being able to like fuse those three things um, is very impressive. Um, Pioneer Spine, the opening um, opening track, uh, the harmonics in the beginning are really cool. And yeah. It's a great song. That song's a ripper. <laughs> and what was the festival you played with them? What was it called? Oh, gosh. What was that called? Uh, Arts Crawl. Nice. Um, Penn, Penn State. Um, yeah, it was cool. We, uh, the headliners were uh, Speedy Ortiz and then um, Told Slant played a solo set. Oh, wow. as Sort of like the direct support. Yeah, there was like three different stages. So we were like on one of the smaller stages in like the late afternoon. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a really that was a really fun time. Um, 
and we drove there and back in one day, which was not as fun, but was, I'm glad we did it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, should have just lot. crashed. <laughs> should have crashed, dude. But it's okay. Yeah. Probably had something to do. So, yeah, there's some. I think it's it's always the drummer that has something. It's like you're you have gotta to take change. his own car then, man. Whoever the drummer is, like we just always always have to adjust. Jeez. So we're about to play Connor's picks. We got the Beatles something off of Abbey Road. Beach Boys wanted to be nice off of Pet Sounds and Speedy Ortiz Pioneer. What's it called? Pioneer Spine. Pioneer Spine. I'm about to say Pioneer the Eel. Off like of Major Arcana, yeah. <laughs> Major <laughs> Arcana. We'll be back to wrap things up. Talk a little more about this tour Dizzy Bats has coming up. Stay tuned.
All right, we're back. We heard Beatles, Beach Boys, Speedy Ortiz, Connor's Picks. Sadly, we're coming to the end of the program. Connor, I really want to thank you for being on the program. I want to thank you. This was this is really special what you're doing. So thanks. I had a blast hanging out with you, talking about Dizzy Bats, talking about the Beatles, Beach Boys, Speedy Ortiz, all this great stuff. Before we go, tell us a little bit about the tour. I know we were talking about it at the beginning. But you're heading out on January 7th. Uh, you're going to be playing Chapel Hill that night. Yeah, yeah. And then um, swinging down south, Tallahassee, New Orleans, Austin, Denton. Yeah, um, so, I mean, one of the main um, the main reasons I want to do this tour is I've never been to New Orleans. Um, Neither and, have I. Uh, I really want to go. I've heard great things, uh, so I really wanted to check it out, and I kind of wanted to make it... Uh, a worthwhile work venture, I suppose. Um, so we have an off day in New Orleans, which is going to be really cool. Um, so trying to figure out what to do on the off day. Um, and also haven't been to Texas, and I have family in Texas, so shame on me. Um, so they're always asking, why don't you come to Texas? Why don't you come to Texas? Well, so you're going. now we are going to Texas and uh, excited to see, see family. Um, and, I've, and I've never been. Um, and I feel like it's, it's a very... Uh, you know, large state, both physically um, as well as everything else. Um, so it's, yeah, something, a place I wanted to check out. Awesome. And everyone, if you need more info, Dizzy Bats is on Facebook. Dizzy Bats, look it up on Facebook. Bandcamp, all your Correct. Uh, releases are available. <laughs> Dizzybats.bandcamp.com. Yeah. And um, Spotify, Apple Music, and we actually have an official website as well, um, Dizzy Bats Music. Dot com, um, which has a lot of information, both with tour dates as well as, uh, I don't know, general musings. Um, so that's something to check out as well. Yeah, if you need more info, go there. Also, catch them on tour. Yes. In your state, Florida, Texas, Louisiana. It's going to be everywhere. All right, we're going to wrap up with the final song from your... 2017 EP, I Don't Live Here Anymore. It's called I'm Listening. Anything you'd like to say about that song before we send it out there? Yeah, um, it was inspired by um, a relationship that I had with, um, uh, or a couple relationships, I should say, um, where, um, you know, I, I thought that, you know, while they were going through a tough time, really the best thing to do was to listen to yeah. them as opposed to, impose any sort of uh opinion um you know unwanted opinion that uh, i might have had um and i think that related really well to everything that was going on after the election i think a lot of people had opinions yeah uh, and often wanted to voice those opinions when you know really i think there were times when or there are still times when really the best thing to do is to just take a back seat and and listen um, you know, listen to your friends, listen to your family, and um, not necessarily feel the need to speak. Um, so that's something that I've struggled with at times. Um, you know, I'm not above it, um, but it's something that I think is super important um, now and forever. Yeah, that is very important and very well said. Listen to your friends, family, others, yeah. strangers even. Strangers even. Unless they're being a little straight shady or whatever, but... <laughs> So we're going to listen to, I'm listening, one final thing you should listen to, Dizzy Bats. Great band. Thank you so much. I appreciate and you're going to, you're about to listen to them if you're listening to this episode right now. 
because we're ending the episode by playing I'm listening Connor thanks again you <laughs> Thank guys you. catch him on tour in January we'll see you next time Thank you Thanks for being part of episode 70 Thank man. you Yeah.